0: My name is Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Mars Attacks Radio. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, because
1: Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Bliss from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attack. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. You are listening to Mars Attacks. Get out of my face.
2: Hi, this is Robert Flushman, and you're listening to Mars Attacks with Victor. What's
3: up? This is Chuck. This is Mars Attacks. Hi,
2: this is Anthony Esposito from the Infinite Ace Freely Band, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey everybody, this is Bobby Rock coming at you live from L.A., and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Paul and for Fruit Range, and you're listening to Mars Attack Radio to come rock out and jam.
3: Hey, what's up? This is Mercedes from Kitty, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. This is Ron from you're listening to Mars Attacks and my buddy Vic. Oh yeah! Hey, this is Wolf from the Chariot, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. This is Dave Silver, Silver.
0: and Cy Taplin,
3: and Sasha Crone,
0: and we're from Savage Savage Messiah,
3: Messiah. and you're listening to Mars Attacks.
2: Hey, what's up? This is
1: Joey Z from Life of Agony, and you're listening to Mars Attacks with my friend Victor.
2: What's happening? This is Jeremy Goldberg from Age of Evil, and you're listening to Mars Attacks.
0: Alright, this is
2: Jason from uh, Kings of Modesty, and you're listening to Mars Attacks rock and roll show, so stay tuned,
1: metal hey, this is Eric from White Wizard, and you're listening to Mars Attacks
0: what's up, this is Doc Coyle from the band God forbid and you're listening to Mars Attacks
1: this is Dave Starr from Wildstar, and you're listening to some serious metal on Mars Attacks, hey everyone this is Dave Menakelli
2: from YNT, and you're listening right now to Mars Attacks hi, this is Bruce Kulik, and you're hanging with Mars Attacks, I'm Rasmus Gruberg from New Keepers of the Water Towers you're listening to Mars
3: Attacks Rock on. Hey, this is Steven from I Wrestle the Bear Once, and you are listening to Mars Attacks.
1: Welcome, one and all, to episode number seven of the Mars Attacks podcast. With this episode, we will bring you two interviews one with Rasmus Buberg from the New Keepers of the Water Tower, who you can hear in the background. And another with Stephen Bradley from the band I Wrestle the Bear Once. Conducted the interview with Rasmus over the phone and spoke to Stephen in person when they were here in Spain touring with the Chariot and the Eyes of the Traitor. And uh, as usual, what we're going to do is get into a little music from both. Behind us, you will hear a little bit of New Keepers of the Water Tower with the Knowledgeable Kangaroo. We'll let that song play out, get into Rasmus's interview, and then we'll come out with some more New Keepers of the Water Tower before going into the segment with Stephen Bradley. phone, we have Rasmus Buberg from New Keepers of the Water Tower. We're going to talk a little bit about their previous album, Chronicles, and a little bit about the uh, what the band is up to now, their current activities. And uh, Rasmus, how are you today?
2: Uh, it's um, great. I'm awesome. How are you?
1: <laughs> I am excellent. Not as not as good as you, not in the sun with a beer, as as you mentioned off-phone, but uh, we'll manage.
0: <laughs> uh, nice.
1: So, um, let's get some history on the band. When did you guys decide to put New Keepers of the Water Tower together?
2: Uh, well, uh, it's kind of a vague start in the band. It was... Uh, originally, it was just me and the drummer messing around. I think it was in 2006. Uh, in, we went to the same school and we just uh, jammed uh, like w- once a week. We just uh, played some rock. and uh, But I think you can say that the band actually got together in like 2007 after we recorded our first EP, uh, The Chronicles of the Massive Boar. Okay. Uh, that, that's when we uh, hooked up with uh, Victor, the second guitarist, and a guy called uh, Edward who played bass. So you can see, like this, like the summer in two thousand and seven, we we formed the band New Keepers out of the thin air.
1: <laughs> okay, and um, you just mentioned uh, Chronicles of the Massive uh, Boar. Boar um, yeah. What's on the actual album, Chronicles? The, the second half there. Is the massive bore? Um, yeah. Is this exactly the same as the EP, or was this re-recorded for Chronicles?
2: No, that's the exact. That's just um, yeah. That's all the songs from the EP in okay. the exact way they were recorded. Yeah.
1: Okay, perfect. And um, who picked the name New Keepers of the Water Tower?
2: Uh, I don't know. I think it was me. Actually, I, I'm not sure. We uh, we decided. That we should be. Co- it was like we had this chronicle going on, and it's like, yeah, what's our part in the chronicle? <laughs> and it's uh, the it, we have the the knowledgeable kangaroo, and he uh, he got his uh, water towers, and it's uh, a messed up story. But uh, in the end, we ended up like, yeah, we're the he was the old keeper of the water towers, so we we have to be like the new keepers of the water towers. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that until we find something better. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's basically what happened. I think it was my idea, I'm not okay. sure.
1: Okay, so it just basically stuck from there. Um, yeah. So the the first half of Chronicles is Chronicles of the Iceman. That was recorded then, yeah. a few years after the original EP?
2: Yeah, we, we actually we picked up, uh, we started recording the first song for that uh, before we even uh, released or was done uh, mixing. The Massive Boar album, because it's it's really they they just linked together. They just, we just uh, uh, continued doing what we did the first album. Just like one week after we finished the last song, we started on uh, I think it was um, uh, what's called the Fight of the Reptilians,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which it was just like a. It's actually just a continuation. I don't know what to say about the, from the first. Uh, from the further it it could be the same album but we decided to split it into two different because we wanted to release something right. so we could start doing gigs and such.
1: Okay. And uh the cool thing if you haven't checked the album out yet it has I mean it has a little bit of everything. You've got the acoustic guitars, you've got riffs going back and forth, you've got I believe a little of everything. Uh is that something that you guys intended to do right off the bat or did that just come out while you were writing the songs um
2: i don't know actually Uh, (laughs) we we did uh we had the intent recording the first song we had the intent to like just play simple stoner doom metal or rock or something and then everything else just came naturally i think we uh, we did the 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 three-headed cow was the first song we ever recorded that was Done in 30 minutes, just a jam session that we recorded. And uh, then I think just all the songs from there on has just been um, up evolving and trying new things and uh, doing acoustic parts and like uh, soft parts is just like um, came naturally, fed it into the music, I think. And uh, But we haven't, we have never like been calculating what to do, like, ah, oh, let's uh, try and make it. Acoustically progressive or anything?
1: Right.
2: It's just what came.
1: Okay. To so mind. just a natural progression as things were coming out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And um, with Chronicles, uh, did you guys record this in a specific studio? Did you guys have your own studio? Where Where did you guys put everything together?
2: As uh, so I mentioned earlier, we, um, we were in the same school and so we recorded it in our school oh,
1: okay uh, in
2: the same studio using the school's equipment
1: gotcha okay so it was
2: just uh, yeah and then we mastered it at home in our where we could get some privacy and uh, uh the only difference is that we uh, uh I, I when we started the first um, first album the Master bore I didn't have any idea well we didn't have any idea what we were doing we just used like three or four microphones and played it live with guitar and drums at the same time recording. And then after that we had learned, we have picked up a few things and then uh, when we did the next uh, album we were just trying to be a bit more serious. Because there's, there's a huge difference in sound, but it's the same studio and the same equipment.
1: Gotcha, okay. And um, what led you guys to Meteor City Records? Ah, oh,
2: I don't know actually. Uh, I uh, I think we like Googled rock labels and they came up or something. Okay. I, I think it was our our former bass player who actually sent our demo to them, um, and then we just got an answer saying, "Oh, we like the shit. We want to release it." And the rest is history, I guess. I don't. I don't even know how. No, I don't know how we got in touch with them in the first okay. place.
1: Okay, and the new album that you guys are working on is going to come out through Meteor City as well, or are you going to distribute that through someone else?
2: Yeah, we have we have a uh, like a EP or something coming out on Meteor City Records, uh, and it's been actually it's uh, pretty sickening. It's been uh, done for a year now. We finished recording in I think January uh, two thousand nine. It's just been sitting because we we had some difficulties recording it. We didn't have the equipment we wanted, and it didn't turn up exactly like we wanted it. And we were a bit disappointed with the sound and such. And then we've been just sitting on it, waiting for something to happen. But now we're actually we're going to re- uh, release it now. In uh, we've got the contract sorted out and everything, so we're going to release it. I think in a couple of months.
0: Okay. And yeah, it's
2: pretty exciting. We, uh, but it's just uh, that it's been so slow, sure. so we've gotten pretty tired of the songs already <laughs> before releasing it.
1: Okay. And how is this album gonna differ at all, if anything, from
3: Chronicles?
2: It's it's pretty different, actually. We did a. We wanted a more, like. A, uh, I don't know what to call it. Like a more garagey sound, from uh, compared to the uh, Ice Man, which was pretty slick in a sense. Uh, so we aim. I think we aim like in between of the two EPs uh, to uh, I don't know, heavy like more metal and garage and rock at the same time. I think we try to do everything at the same time. Okay. I don't know how it ended up. <laughs> it's hard to describe when you have been working on it so much.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. so we'll have to listen to it and and, and yeah. see the difference between both. Yeah. And
2: you're saying that, I, I think it's a little bit more metal. Just that's the the bottom line. I think.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, was there anything that you were listening to at the time that influenced you to go in that direction or was just something, uh, again, that came natural with the progression of the band? Yeah, no, and I think, on
2: this one, I think what ruined it a bit for us that we were, uh, we were just starting to listen a lot to the sword.
1: Okay.
0: So we
2: got, like, the, uh, the, the sword influence in the mix and, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm not so happy with that. Now, afterwards, now I'm sick of The Sword. I'm like, oh, we could have done more New Keepers unless The Sword, I think. But,
1: gotcha.
2: I don't know, for people who like The Sword, uh, have you heard them?
1: Yes. All
2: hmm? mm-hmm. right, then it's probably, uh, yeah, a bit more The Sword. For, pe- okay. for people who like it, they're going to like this album, and for people who don't, fuck them or something.
1: Okay. Um, So you guys consciously went into the recording studio with that influence and said, all right, we want to go in this direction then?
2: Uh, I think we just, we went with the flow, but we realized that we're heading in this direction after a while.
1: Okay. Um, From Chronicles to now, you guys have added an official bass player. Um, has that influenced any of the direction that the band has gone in, or the songwriting has stayed the same as with the EP and with, uh, Chronicles?
2: Uh, well, no, no, it's actually, uh, uh he's so new in the band that he still hasn't, he hasn't been, uh, able to influence the songs in any okay. way. But, uh... I, there is, however, a step between the chronicles and the the album that's coming up now. what's oh, called the Caledonian Hunt, because uh, before uh, Victor wasn't uh, incorporated in the writing process, but okay. now he has been uh, doing some riffs and, uh, for this album.
0: Okay.
2: So it's uh, the big change happened. The big change happened before the uh, the the Caledonian Hunt, and not before this album.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yep. And um, do you have a title for the EP that's coming out?
2: Yeah, as I mentioned, the the Caledonian Hunt.
1: Oh, my my bad. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. What um, what gear did you use when recording this album? Do you have any like favorite setup that you that you've been using, or um, is it just whatever's well, available in the studio?
2: Um, we actually had all new gear, and recording this, it was just, uh, like, we borrowed some microphones from a friend, and, um, I had bought a drum kit that we used, it was like a pretty cheap, pearl, sucky drum kit, and old cymbals, and we, uh, yeah, we just, we just took what we had, basically, and I borrowed my father's old 80s amplifier, which is more like a blues rock amplifier, so the guitars ended up being... Not distorted at all, almost. Mm-hmm. Not no, but uh, that I think that's the reason why we didn't actually the sound. As I mentioned before, we didn't uh, actually reach the sound that we were looking for. Uh, but it's it's we we. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, we uh, we we used like a the old guitar amplifier, and the guitars ended up being not distorted. The bass. We didn't have a bass amp, so we recorded the bass in, from a guitar uh, amp, and it got, didn't have any bass in it, and everything was just messed up.
0: Okay. So
2: that's that's the story, I guess. I forgot the question. <laughs> what what, uh, what do uh, uh, you
0: mean?
2: Uh, I can tell you that it was a Groove Tubes amplifier. <laughs> that's the interesting thing, I think.
1: Okay. And, and
2: uh, a Marshall for the bass.
1: Okay. And uh, guitar-wise, what do you normally play?
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. I use um, For this one, I used a 1962 Telecaster, okay. all original, from huh. the 60s. So it's really a vintage guitar sound, I think.
1: Right, okay. And how does that differ from what you use...
2: Up on stage, uh, well, on stage we use like guitars with humbuckers, uh, Gibson, and uh, I use a guitar from a Swedish manufacturer called the Okay. And uh, so I get yeah, on on stage I think we have a more heavy, so, heavy um, sound. We have we use like uh, uh, yeah, humbuckers give a different sound to them, just to minimize the screeching of the guitar mics and also to manage to turn up the heaviness in the sound when recording we don't need that we thought at least recording this uh, so um, nah, i don't i don't i don't know how the sound actually differs but we on stage we use more metal equipment i think okay to get a heavier stage sound
1: all right uh, i got you um, As far as touring is concerned, are you guys playing any of these songs off of the Caledonian Hunt?
2: Is it touring or? Yes. I can't hear you. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It's. Uh, I think it differs. We usually play "Rise of the Serpent," which is which is a song we have on our MySpace page. Right. It's the only song that's been like released in any way. So that's uh that's uh, a song that we uh, usually play live but then uh, not so much the other songs yet.
1: Okay. Gotcha. So more or less if people go to see you live, they're going to be hearing songs more or less off of the two chronicles.
2: Yeah. That's uh, yeah, to this point, but now we're going to release it so maybe we'll do some more songs from it. Okay. And uh, blend in even newer songs or something. We have a lot of material in the loop so a lot to choose from
1: Gotcha and since um, the Caledonian Hunt has been sitting around for so long have you already started writing new songs for what you're looking to release afterwards or are you still just waiting for this to come out
2: No yeah we've actually got uh, I think we got like 10 new songs or something Uh, and we're going to record a demo for them in a couple of weeks to send out to different labels and things like that. So yeah, we have uh, we have what we think is gonna be the next album ready, okay. but not recorded yet.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So we could maybe even expect two releases from the band this year, or uh, you're. Thinking Hopefully, yeah. Something.
2: We we hope to get it out this year as well, the the second album. But it depends on how it's. Uh, welcomed by different labels, and if we, because we were so, uh, like, the, the the recording for this EP was not to our satisfactory, we, uh, we want uh, a budget for this one, that's the goal at least, to be able to have uh, financial support from a, maybe a bigger label, so we can take the equipment we want and get the sound we really want for
1: okay. this one. Okay, gotcha. Um, so we we don't know.
2: It depends on how it goes with the demo and everything.
1: Okay. So, I mean, it's possible it'll come out this year, or worst-case scenario, we'd see it sometime Yeah, later. maybe early
2: next year or okay. late this year.
1: Gotcha, okay. And uh, getting back to touring there, is there any place that you guys haven't toured yet that you'd really like to, um, to visit? Well, we haven't
2: been to the States yet, and that's where we... We would love to do an American tour, maybe with some uh, meter city band. But from what we have heard, it's really difficult to get uh, I mean, paid shows there to finance the trip and everything. So, okay. But that's our that's our next goal in touring. Gotcha. Like okay. The states.
1: And you guys for the most part have been touring up in Scandinavia from what I'd seen from some of the dates or have you come down Yeah,
2: mostly we did a we did a Denmark tour uh, just a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or something and it was really great and we ended up actually now we're going back there again to uh, <laughs> I'm not supposed to make it official yet but we're playing at the Roskilde Festival now. What? That's really nice for us. Cool. So um, but yeah, Sweden, Denmark. What we've been playing this year.
1: Okay, cool. Um, and the best place for people to find out about the band would be the MySpace page, or is there somewhere else you'd like to direct them?
2: Now the MySpace page—it's where where we update, and it's the only page that we actually are involved, involved with. And then I think we have like a someone put up a Last FM or something page, and but yeah, MySpace is the is the shiz.
1: <laughs> okay and for those of you listening it's uh myspace um forward slash n k o t w so Yeah. There you have it, the interview segment with Rasmus Buberg from New Keepers of the Water Tower. First of all, I want to thank Dan and Melanie Beelin from Meteor City who initially introduced me to the band. Um, I've been friends with Melanie specifically for a good long while. Uh, Maybe someday we'll get into that uh, if, if we're able to interview them for the podcast. In any event, this album really stood out to me chronicles that is when I first heard it the song that I played in its enti- in its entirety there uh, pursuit of Yeti is the song that really got me and uh, the album is full of a little of everything like I mentioned during the interview you've got some thrashy riffs you've got some you know uh, doom style or stoner influenced uh, rock and metal you also have some acoustic pieces as well. Um, I wouldn't exactly say that it's a... um, uh, Well, let me put it to you this way. There's definitely different little stories that are going on between Chronicles. And uh, as he mentioned, uh, there's two different Chronicles. There's the Chronicle of the Boar, and there's the Chronicle of the Iceman. And um, it should be interesting to see what the new EP sounds like, the Caledonian Hunt, especially since he's saying that it sounds... Like the sword, but uh, we'll see. We'll have to reserve judgment on that. Uh, in any event, behind us, you can hear a little bit of uh, New Keepers of the Water Tower with the rise of the Lizard King. And um, as I mentioned initially, we're going to get into an interview with Stephen Bradley from I Wrestled the Bear once. And uh, if you're interested, I wrote a a review on the actual uh, show that I went to go see with I Wrestled the Bear once, uh, The Chariot, Eyes of the Trader, and Tumay, which is a, a Spanish band. And uh, I was lucky enough to interview their lead singer, lead singer of Tumay, uh, sometime back in uh, late February, early March. And at the time, he told me, hey, you know, keep it sort of under wraps, we're not allowed to say anything yet. But we're gonna be doing a show with, uh, Doom, or I'm sorry, with the Chariot and with the band from Louisiana. He didn't remember the band, and I had looked at my um, an alert that I had received on my phone, and it said that I wrestled the bear once was playing in Bilbao, a city that's a little further away from me. And he mentioned, oh no, 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 that's the band. You know, they're moving the show from one place to the other. Um, I said, "Are you sure?" You know, I just received this alert today, and you know, we went back and forth until uh, you know, about a week and a half, two weeks later, it was confirmed that the show was moved. Uh, Now, unfortunately, I'm not sure uh, if the band's playing got what they had expected, Um, but uh, I'll just say that all the bands that I got to see anyway were uh, were pretty good. Uh, there was another local band, which I will not mention, who, uh, for whatever reason, uh, sort of refuses to work with me on uh, interviews and whatnot, but, uh, oh well, that's uh, their loss, and, and it's pretty much why everyone walked out when uh, when they were playing, so, uh, anyway, um, on to the show here, um, you know... People that are versed in more traditional metal, you know, like Maiden, like Priest, like things like that, you know. I see I Wrestle the Bear once as a sort of um, uh, an evolution from bands like Faith No More, uh, bands like that, which Stephen does mention, Mike Patton, uh, in the sense that they bring in so many different influences to the mix. You'll hear mixes of techno or country or uh, just different things, different types of ambient music music (laughs) mixed in with what I Wrestle the Bear once does, and uh, you know, the only thing that I can say is go into it with an open mind, you may like it, you may not like it, but uh, I'll say that Steven was very cool to talk to, very down to earth, Um, by far, you know, he has no delusions of grandeur, Uh, he had no... Um, time or place during the interview does he come out and say that you know, he's uh, you know, better than uh, than anyone else um, he considers himself you know for lack of a better term, o- almost a hack uh, And I mean, I don't see it that way, I think the, the entire band is, is very talented uh, and again, I think you really have to go into it with an open mind and, you know, give it a shot you know um, there, There's more to their music than what people have professed out there on the web, in my opinion. So, uh, in any event, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play a little bit of I Wrestled the Bear once, we're going to play the track uh, The Cat's Pajamas, we'll do the interview, and then, as usual, we'll keep you, or I should say, we'll bring you up to speed with all things Mars Attacks, so uh, see you on the other side of the interview. Um, I wrestled a bear once with us today, and uh, like me, for a lot of people, this is going to be the first time that we find out about the band. Uh, I have to plead ignorance Fair enough. regarding the band, so that's why we do these interviews, to try to get people uh, you know, on board to check bands out and get them into them. So um, first of all, what do you get asked more about? The name of the band, Kevin Bacon, or the catchphrase that you guys uh, have on a
3: t-shirt? The name of the band. Name of the band Either that or just stupid like oh who wrestled the bear <laughs> we get we get that a lot pretty much anytime anyone ever speaks to us and that got old what like 30 seconds after you and, first heard it well yeah. immediately the first time we heard it i was like oh shit we gotta <laughs> change the band name
1: you were vetoed i take it uh no, the well name change, it's or? just uh,
3: we made the name just because it's a ridiculous quote by the actor gary Busey, right and it means nothing and doesn't really sound like anything. It's not like, you know, the putrid souls from hell burn. You know, it's not like right. metal. It's not, I mean, I don't know. And we thought it was, like, just stupid. And uh, as it turns out, I guess it is. But everybody <laughs> just wants to make bear wrestling jokes, which right. I can't blame them. I'd probably do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> have you met Gary Busey before? We have not. Sadly, yeah. we have not. Kevin Bacon has heard our band. We have, like, radio interviews of him talking about us. So no that's, kidding. That's pretty awesome. Like, one degree from Kevin Bacon. There you go. (laughs) So he's been
1: cool with the uh, name
3: of the song and everything? Yeah, he was stoked. Apparently, uh, we met his stepson or something. show one time, he's like, yeah, I'm Kevin Bacon's stepson. We're like, yeah, sure, whatever, kid. And then (laughs) come to find out, he wrote us on the internet. And there's, like, pictures of him, you know, like, at Disney World with Kevin Bacon. We're like, oh, hell, it is him. Uh, And then we could send interviews of Kevin Bacon talking about, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen the video. It's great. I don't know, so. That's cool. That's uh, that's our biggest accomplishment thus far. (laughs) Well... You know, it's a starting point. That Hopefully is. you build from there. I want to go on tour with the Bacon Brothers. There you go.
1: Are they still touring? Unfortunately, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, who decided on the name? All you guys collectively? Did somebody uh, say, holy shit, I just heard Gary
3: Busey say this, we have to use it? Krista and I came up with it. We were watching that, and uh, we were at her house in New York, just watching the show I'm with Busey, and he said it, and we are like, Right we don't even have another band yet but if we'd ever do something again at that (laughs) point we had I don't know our two previous bands had broken up and we were just doing nothing for like three months right and yeah I don't know we just decided before we even put a I don't know had a band we were like that's hilarious right cool
1: who came up with the uh, catchphrase you have on your t-shirts now The uh, Gay is Metal or Oh, Metal was, Just Got Gay Metal uh, Just Got Gay There you this go This kid My on bear. a
3: website Wrote as a comment There's like a positive <laughs> review About us on MetalSucks.net Gotcha And uh, there's all these comments Like, yeah, they're great This is weird, it's cool And there's like Oh, these are faggots I hate them And then one kid Just wrote Metal Just Got Gay And we were like Wow, that's hilarious <laughs> Let's print that on a t-shirt Basically as a joke we Right We printed like 30 of them And that was, you know Three years ago And now we're still Printing them Right. we can't I don't know every time we don't have them people are like oh man I wanted the middle just got a gay one and so right. then everybody gets it's a joke making fun of closed minded dipshits so it's like every, right. I don't know unless you are a closed minded dipshit you probably like it although me I wouldn't wear a rainbow foil shirt personally but <laughs> I mean hey
1: I think I just saw them in uh, Hot Topic, if I'm not mistaken, back in the
3: States. Uh, no, Hot Topic is, they, I don't know. We actually talked to them about it cause they've got a couple shirts from us, but that one they were like, I don't know if we can do this one.
1: I know what it was. The um, the way that it's set up is exactly the same, the Rainbow Foil, but it's for Lady Gaga. It says, I love oh. Lady Gay instead. That bitch. So,
3: she... Did it, didn't I, mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna sue that bitch. I'm, I'm almost positive. She's got enough it's... money. She's got enough money to where I can sue that bitch. <laughs> there Coming you go. For you. <laughs>
1: um, let's see. What do you um? What do you think about sub genres in metal? Everyone wants to classify everything within genres.
3: I don't know any of them. I have kids who are like, yeah, man, have you heard this? They're like, Swayto, new, post death. I'm like, I, what the fuck? What is the... I don't <laughs> right. know what that means. Right. I'm old, apparently. I don't. I've never cared about that shit. All the bands I always liked, you couldn't fit snugly into one box, right. so. Gotcha. I don't know. I, I really don't even know half of them. I know Death Core, which is ridiculous to me, but I don't know. That's about it.
1: Death Core, Core, now you have Nintendo Core, yeah. supposedly. Well, horse so. the
3: band? They, they did Nintendo Core for like 10 years, so that one's, I know that one, because <laughs> they are buddies, but I right. don't know. I, it's just ridiculous People just have to like Come up with something To say to their friends I guess Which yeah. isn't you know Terrible People Check out this band What do they sound like You want to give them Either they sound like Anthrax Or they sound like uh, The Backstreet Boys You want to give right. them Some sort of clue
1: but, uh. Right 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 Gotcha And I am wearing An Anthrax t-shirt By the way So that sparked that I don't yeah. know <laughs> um, Is there any type of music That you're not interested In incorporating In what you do Um
3: We all pretty much hate rap Um, Old hip hop is good And 90s like R&B Terrible like you know Usher type stuff that just brings us back To you know middle school dances I don't know if that makes sense to anyone but us But I don't know Um, (laughs) I don't think we'll ever be able to tackle that what? So,
1: so we may hear you uh, doing a cover of uh, R. Kelly's "A Woman's Threat." Is the name of the song? Uh, do we? There's
3: like footage of us doing karaoke to like all sorts of crazy shit. With even a "All Shall Perish," you heard of them? Yeah. Much heavier and scarier than us. Right. Yet no one knows. Much gayer and weirder than us, <laughs> which makes them awesome. Um, I don't even know. There's like a long list of songs we've done karaoke. Anyway, I don't know if we'll ever tackle it, but might And uh, we threw a country part in a song Even though we all hate country So who knows So as as things evolve You never know What, what yeah, to expect I don't even I can't say that we'll never do anything Because we might get drunk And think it's a good idea And put it in a song <laughs> And then be stuck Playing it on tour so. Right
1: Now you and Chris Are the only two original members Of the band And John Are the guitarists. And John Okay He was out of the
3: band For like two months But then Or he wasn't on tour with us For like two months But Okay He, he was uh, technically still in the he band He wrote like both of the albums You know with us And he's Okay. Been in the band for 99 or 98 percent of the time. So. Why have the three of you lasted and the other people haven't? Our uh, original drummer just wasn't up to touring full time. Really, he he I mean he quit the band like before we were signed. Like it was you know after like our third DIY tour, he right we like, parted ways. And uh, our original bass player um, got arrested and isn't allowed to leave Louisiana for three years. So that's <laughs> how he got out of the band. That was it, really.
1: That that sucks. Yep. Uh, Why would you and Krista decide to form this band?
3: Uh, well, we didn't like. We started dating. She moved down to Louisiana from New York, and my roommate at the time is John, our other guitarist. Right. And uh, we were in a band before that. Obviously, she was in a band. We've all been in bands for ten years or more at this point, fifteen years, something ridiculous. It's all we do. But we had been on, you know. Terrible tours making no money, not that we're trying to be rich, but I mean, literally having right. to sell our shit to afford to eat and pay, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and then I, w- I was finishing up school, whatever. And John was like, This is stupid, let's start another band. Blah blah blah. We got drunk and started working on, I think, Vlork off the song of our EP. We wrote that right. one night while drinking and thought, Whatever. We posted on the internet, and that song, like, I don't know, had more internet action than anything else we had done we weren't even right. trying we just like posted it and then i guess people told people told people and we started writing more and we literally wrote five songs and went on tour instantly like we had five songs we we're like fuck it let's book tour who cares we right. we suck at real jobs in the real world so gotcha it's a long rambling story to uh, I don't know. Makes sense though Um. Yeah, originally, oh well, sorry, we didn't even have a drummer originally. We just used the iPod like program drums. Oh, I mean, no, Apple shit! drums. <laughs> we couldn't find a drummer that we wanted to deal with. So. Right.
1: Cool. Now that's the, that's an interesting story. You know, a lot of bands start out that way with drum machines and whatnot. But nowadays, you know, iPod, whatever. You know, whatever makes yeah. it happen. Well, we
3: programmed it all, and then we just rendered it down to an MP3 and hit play on the iPod and hope for the best. It was always <laughs> a real. Well, challenge live because uh, there's no real person there. The drums just keep going whether you're going or not. So. Right,
1: right, right. So you, you guys were just playing the loops
3: originally, more or less. Or... Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting. We have a lot of you know the time changes. It's not like a set pace the whole way. So it's like if right. you Can't hear the drums coming out the monitors and you got off time. Like you're pretty much fucked. you just staying there for the rest of the song. And gotcha. Break something.
1: Gotcha. All right. Wind isn't cooperating here. You said on the net you've had haters on uh metal sucks have you encountered any
3: haters out on a road Not i mean people on the internet talk shit about everything there's yeah. people who get on the internet i guarantee you, like not even our band but probably our, name any band wearing a slipknot shirt and they go i'm like yeah they're sellout." out yeah. I, I hate that band they're going to see them next week they're just yeah. 14 <laughs> in their mom's basement talking shit yeah. i mean whatever but um at shows people are I don't, I guess, giant pussies or something, but right. man, nobody ever really, I'm trying to remember, we've had people, like, randomly shout dumb shit, the only time they ever do, I guess, maybe at Krista, and she has yeah. fought, like, two dudes at a show, like, we've, <laughs> she's dragged a dude off stage, punched him in the face before, and yeah. then we beat the shit out of him in the parking lot, she, <clears throat> one guy touched her ass on stage, so she snapped his glasses and broke his fucking nose, and then... He ended up like getting stabbed in the parking lot. I don't know. We've had like two or three things that've happened, but normally she'll hit the dude and then everyone else in the crowd is like, fuck this guy and get yeah. like, the shit out of him. So So don't fuck with Krista guys. <coughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> don't fuck with the band in general. I mean, come on. I don't know. We're all, like we're not fourteen. We're all Yeah well, adults and don't I dunno. Don't we don't violence is fucking stupid. Everybody's just saying I'd have a good time. If I go to a show and don't like a band I'm not going to. I mean, I've seen opening bands get bottles thrown at them. You know, yeah. ridiculous shit. And it's like, why? Like, what are you doing with your life that's so much better? Even if you don't like this band, they're on tour trying yeah. to do something. Like, if you don't like them, respect the fact they're there. Wait for the band yeah. you care about. Yeah, no, I've, we've absolutely. all been there. But yeah, and most people are like that. Most people aren't pieces of shit. But yeah. every now and again in the world, you get idiots. For, unfortunately, yeah, you get We've that. brought bands on tour and had them get like. People like you know yell shit at them. Then when we play. We're like, if you don't like our friends, like fuck you, leave. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I got you. Even if you don't care for their style of music, you can at least respect them. so, Yeah. That's the the message. I guess the only message we have.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I I feel for you. I got my first bit of uh, uh, hate yesterday. Got somebody that posted something against me on uh, Blabbermouth. So I guess. Yeah, uh, That's.
3: I mean, that's a sign you're doing so. Well, I would <laughs> rather be. I mean, the one thing about our band is I'm not saying we're good or awesome or anything. Right. People either seem to really like us or really hate us. And I would always prefer that over just like, oh, yeah, these people exist, whatever. Yeah. I would rather elicit some sort of reaction. Yeah, no, I no, no. I got you. Yeah, I'm... Not that we're like Marilyn Manson and like dress up and wear fucking face paint and all that, because I never do that, but I would rather elicit a strong response than just, oh, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um... Hey, I'm in the same boat. You know, I always say up front that I'm not yeah. professional. I'm not out no, here trying to be... Uh, you say that on
3: stage constantly.
1: Trent so. Brockman here with the, uh, you know, <laughs> typical, Hi, I have Steven, you know.
3: fuck that. Was that suck, know? Uh, which is why, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I hate doing that. That's why anytime I do an interview, I'm like, God damn it. And I'm like, I am just really hope this person isn't a tool bag, which obviously you're not, but sometimes it's like... I appreciate that. Some, blah, blah. I'm like, God uh, yeah. God. I'm Like, smile. Yeah. Are you a human? Uh,
1: exactly, you know. Oh and, you know... People fall asleep listening to that shit. I mean, let's be honest. So, um, let's see. Who would you say, you know, out of all the different stuff that you guys play, who would you say is an influence on you as far as your playing is concerned or, or anything else?
3: Um, Mike Patton, Björk. Everyone we like are also people that seem to either have, like, yeah, people that jerk off to them or people that want to kill them. <laughs> I don't know. I just respect, like, music matters, but it's like the mentality behind it is almost more, like... Even like uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, we right. liked them for like ten years just toured with them, and it's like just getting to hang out with them and meet more people who are like, they literally just don't give a shit. You know, they right. play what they want, and they still have fans for it. Like yep. that's what I respect. Is any band people doing that? Um, even like refused. Here's right. Like, we're obviously way more popular here than America. Well, here is in Europe, yeah. but um, I don't know. They wrote an album and named it The Shape of Punk to Come. Like fuck right. you all, we're doing something new. And it's like they called it. They they invented. Yep. I don't know Like a new style I don't Anything like that Where they're just People doing Something passionately A band that doesn't Stand still on stage And look right. I don't know So right. always and just weird shit um, I don't know I can name a bunch Of random stuff but Right Because you get That paints a picture
1: Gotcha yeah Incidentally it Was listening to New Noise in the car Before going in To do the interview awesome. So <laughs>
3: yeah That's a I, They were playing that Over the PA yesterday and I just walked in was uh, like, no Oh no kidding Yeah and everybody's like talking about I'm like it's refused and there's like 10 people like you're awesome and everybody else was like who the hell is this yeah
1: I actually saw Anthrax covering the song last year it was pretty cool that's awesome so gear wise what do you use I have seen online that you use an LTD yeah um, we have
3: uh, the ESP endorsement but we have okay. LTDs not the uh, not the expensive ones we can never play ESPs because we break shit too much <laughs> um we use GHS strings some Rocktron effect stuff all endorsement wise um we use Madison Heads and Cabs, and now we also okay. run Angle Guitar Heads. Right. Um, what else do we use? I don't even A drummer uses, as Gretsch endorsement, Zildjian Right. Drummer, I
1: don't know. As far as pickups are concerned? Oh,
3: I'm retarded. EMG. <laughs> I, I literally have not slept all night. We had a 12-hour <laughs> drive to get here, and I was sitting up between three other people in a fucking van. Right. So. Um, but yeah, I'm a dick. EMG pickups are... And it's just cool, because everything we have endorsements from... It's stuff we used, like, in right. our previous bands. It wasn't like we had people come along and be like, hey, you guys want to use this? And we were always like, no, I'd rather buy the shit that I want. And then eventually right. the stuff that we wanted, we're like, hey, you know, you already have some stuff. Next time let's give you some. We're like, "Oh right. yeah. So,
1: That's cool. Uh, as far as pickup is concerned, what are you using, an 81, 85?
3: 81X and a 60X. 60X, okay. uh, new X ones. Gotcha. Uh, EMG X series. They're like... I don't know how to explain it. They're like warmer, gooder sounding. Because I use regular EMGs till these came out. Right. And I don't know. I just like them better. I can't explain why. It's weird. They just sonically sound better to me. I'm They're assu- really similar. but
1: Yeah, I'm assuming they probably put them out to uh, compete with the, the Black, Black Ice. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. I like
3: them. I mean, I, and I played them before, any the kind of endorsement. So it's not like right. they don't pay me or anything like that. but right. I just like them better. Right, I got you. you can't explain why I'm not um, I don't know too much About stuff I just yeah. know what I
1: like Yeah, I mean I got a bunch of gear <clears throat> Can't profess to knowing How to play any of it But, yeah, you know You either. notice the difference Between all the pickups I And just stuff just know so. what feels good Yeah,
3: that's it um, <laughs> Anyone who doesn't play guitar Just turn the interview off By the way that was, <laughs> it. that was
1: it No, well, you know What happens is When I don't ask about gear
3: I get Why the fuck Didn't you ask
1: about gear, dude? I wanted to know You um, know So Try to do a little bit of everything. Fair enough. As far as your gear is concerned, you said you're using Angle. You just using Angle over here in Europe or in no, the States we as well? No, we're using
3: them in the States now. We were using uh, Madison stuff, but uh, I don't know. Long story. We still use the cabs and our bass player still uses their head, but we just had right. trouble with our guitar heads. Couldn't get them fixed. So, gotcha. And I, I don't know. The guy that runs the company still rules. He's just gotten huge now, and I don't think has as much time to uh, deal with us. But gotcha. Uh, And angle are the shit, too. It's, like, handmade in Germany. Right. Like, boutique, fancy, expensive shit. And I don't know. Mainly what we like in an amp is the distortion is amazing and clear, but the clean channel has to be good, too. Right. Because most amps, the clean channel is, like, non-existent. Or just sucks ass. Whereas when we're playing, you know, jazzy stuff... I like that to be good too. So, yeah, and the Madison's had that, and the angle clean channel is ridiculous as well. So
1: gotcha. How does your gear uh, differ in the states as opposed to in Europe? A lot of people don't realize that you can't oh, fly yeah. all your gear all over. All we
3: bring over is the guitars, and like our drummer brings his uh, kick pedals. Uh, oh, yeah, he uses Axis pedals, so anyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> and his like cymbals, and um, and snare. So we actually do bring. I, don't know, I guess a bunch. And then we just have a backline company that provide the rest of it, and we just asked for the angle heads and uh, the Chariot. We're okay with using them. So, Um cool. Then they just gave us some terrible Marshall cabs. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Marshall fans. Um, these aren't even like 1968 something. Good, I don't know what they are. There's like no name on them. There, uh, Lord knows the speakers inside are probably from a pawn shop or something. They're pretty horrific. Right. Um, and the drum kit actually is the sounds worse. I played drums before guitar, and the drum kit is literally worse than the drum kit I got at a pawn shop when I was 14 so that's exciting <laughs> our drummer is really excited about life right now <laughs> um yeah I guess that's it and then bass, we just whatever it's like an Ampeg 8x10 or an Ampeg head that, can't complain about that That's uh, that sounds good but uh cool but you'll hear it tonight the kick drum literally sounds like um, a man's like nutsack flapping against uh, <laughs> I don't know a wet paper towel or something that's pretty amazing there you go <laughs> i don't even know how to explain it any more than that and that's after they tuned it and like threw a pillow in it or something so descriptive enough i think yeah. people out there will There's be the visual able... for you <laughs> there's
1: the visual for you and i was going to ask about the tour cycle but you had already told me that this is only the second date on the tour
3: this is we played yesterday in france on a boat in a, in a river which was actually amazing it was a really cool venue and then uh we literally loaded up and drove here and uh no bus as to where it's like three bands sharing two vans, so it's a bunch of smelly people <laughs> all sitting upright and not really sleeping, but just kind of doing that thing you know, where your head falls down and you go, like, Oh shit, and you sit back up. Yeah, doing that for like 12 hours. That's uh, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's nature of the beast, right? Yeah, a very luxurious life that we live. <laughs> so, uh... I'm not complaining, mind you. Uh, you get off a plane, you're jet-lagged, and then you're in a van yeah. for 12 hours, so we're just like, oh, God.
1: <laughs> um, as far as the touring is concerned, what do you have scheduled after this tour?
3: Um, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, we're doing something right when we get home that can't tell anybody about yet or whatever, and then Warp Tour, and uh, then I'm not sure we might do something again uh, in the States, and then... I think Japan is in the works, and uh, we got, I, I'm not sure when all that's happening, but we're, the plan is to be recording the new album after Warp Tour, so.
1: Gotcha. You guys right on the road at all, or you yeah. save that till you get home? We or?
3: write a bunch on laptops, just like, we use, uh, well, that's another endorsement. We have a <laughs> propeller head, it's a software company that makes right. reason and record and all that. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. They give us those software, like, refills and all that, so we use that stuff just to work on ideas and then you know we get home and obviously mess with it more with real stuff but right uh, we like every song we've ever written basically started in reason as even if we don't track the guitar you know in the band we just use a piano or something just says, like I've got an idea in my head right. and just program it I don't know it's awesome now The software you can just do anything you have headphones and your laptop and you're like I have this idea and then you can layer it with strings and piano and all kind of shit and, right then be like oh yeah then i can add guitar so you end up adding too much shit to your music that's why our music's (laughs) terrible is because we just sit there and layer it to the point of no return
1: right gotcha okay do you think illegal downloading is affecting your music per se do you think things like myspace and youtube are affecting your music more what's your take on the whole thing
3: um the internet is awesome and terrible i think it like, helped and destroyed music simultaneously. Depends on what day you ask me if I'm, like, all <laughs> pissy or I don't know. Right. Um, it definitely helped us, like, because we I don't know, but we toured as well. We weren't just, you know, nowadays it's the thing, especially in the States. It's like, you get a bunch of, and I'm not bagging There's plenty of, you know, people that are good at it, but, you know, kids pluck straight out of high school and they're on tour when they're 16 and, like, right. they've never even, their band hasn't even played a show and they get signed and have an album out. And it's just, like, Jesus Like That's crazy to me Because We were on tour Before this band Or our other band So then we tour In this band But Obviously I'm like a Technology nerd So we use the internet You know We do video updates On tour Right do, uh, I mean We originally Just shared everything Like here Download our stuff Illegally Here's the video You know And not right. even Illegally legally Because we owned it We don't give a shit Right um, And then now That we're on a label Of course It's like uh. It's cool because, like I said, people either seem to love or hate our band. They know that getting bigger tours, getting your band advanced, like CD sales, still count to a lot of people. Right. No one's making a ton of money off a ton of money off it. When you're buying a CD, like our CD, most of the time I see in America, is like seven or eight bucks. And I mean, right. that's not bad. It's like 10 on iTunes, and then you get to physically have something. So, right. Um,
1: and better quality, no too. Ma- yeah, no
3: one's making a ton of money, but it you know, say, people don't realize, like, a tour is happening, we submit for it, this other band has sold 10,000 more albums than us, they're automatically going to get it, so yeah. it's like, people want us to be on tour, we want us to keep coming back to Europe, things like that, it's like, uh, to the, a lot of people that matter, quote unquote, you know, CD sales are still important, so, right. um, I guess we're fortunate in that we sell CDs more than, I guess, a lot of folks, because the people, that like, our band are awesome and know that, and I don't know, want to help us out, so.
1: Right, as I always say, support the band you like because yeah. uh, it matters. Well, I mean, I can't,
3: I mean, I'm not here to like preach because I don't buy everything that I like. I'm a dick. I don't have any money. I understand. Right. Nobody has money. But when there there is stuff that I do like, I do try to support it. Like, I right. buy CDs that I actually care about because I know that they're the exact same position as me. They're submitting for stuff, and people are like, right. How many CDs did you sell? I'm feeling, like, oh, three. It's like, well, fuck you, go home. And yeah. Like, that's pretty much what... It, nowadays, that's all that matters. That's all I can tell people is if you like a band, they're not getting rich off of it. Labels anymore aren't even getting rich off yeah. of it. It just still dictates... I don't know. It, it either helps or limits what a band can do because everything they submit for, you know, it says, CD's sold. Right. there be a number on there. And If this other band's number is higher, then they're probably going to get it.
1: Yeah. I, I get it all the time when I submit for interviews as well. Well, how many people are listening, you know? And you yeah. got to say, ah. Oh at these many downloads i've interviewed these people you know you got to yeah. prove
3: yourself every time exactly you know, well the it's one door. of those things we've even toured with bands too and we're the same way we haven't sold that many cds but you know i guess in the states more than here like we still draw like fairly well compared to right. a lot of bands we we're not you know i'm not saying we're good we're not anthrax or something but we <laughs> can outdraw bands that have sold more cds than us i can say a million percent for sure Right. And most people know that, but then there's a lot of people who are like, well, that's fine and dandy, you could say that, but how many of these? still, I don't know, there's still people who care about that.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, again, getting back to it's part of the, uh, you know, part of the game, the nature of the beast, you know, just unfortunately, you know, that's just you got to go by I mean, we've
3: only put out one album that people, you know, know, so.
1: Right. Uh, you guys are from Louisiana, as we were discussing yep. before. What did, uh, getting sort of off-topic here, what did Katrina, how did that affect you um, guys? that was
3: before we were doing Awabo. That was when we were in our old band. Um, actually the band, John and I were in at the time, we were supposed to play New Orleans the day Katrina hit. Uh, ironically enough, I only remember this, because I it with the band called Barrier Dead. Okay. know them. Uh, we were supposed to play New Orleans with them on the day that all this happened. And, um... We're from North Louisiana, right. so we just we didn't have power for like two weeks or something, and uh, I don't know, like the world just kind of shut down, and we didn't like even cell phones were all right. Fucked. Like Krista, we were talking at the time, but she still lived in New York, and she you know would try and call me, and it's like the person you're calling is currently unavailable. So, yeah, it's just weird. We were like in a little black hole for like two weeks, but right, uh, and we had a like the house I was renting at the time got like kind of hit by a tree, and then some people's houses got really messed up by wind and all that we didn't have any you know flooding nobody died up in north louisiana but right it was crazy and then thousands of people moved up to north louisiana and started robbing everything and stealing shit so no kidding i don't know it was kind of crazy for a while and then like i was going to school at the time like we had a katrina refugee shelter and the people that were there you know were trying to like help and like give stuff to would like just break into people's houses and steal shit. Like, it was kind of... No kidding, wow. Well, it's just kind like, for a lot of people, it's, like, the end of the world. They might as well be dead, because, like, half their family got killed, and, like... Right. All their shit's gone. They're, people don't even know if they're alive or dead. They're living in somebody's backyard in North Louisiana. No kidding. But it sounds kind of... I don't
1: know. Well, I mean, it's life. You know, you're yeah. telling your
3: your side of things, There's so. way worse stuff. Like, Katrina's not having a big deal. When you look at half the stuff that happens internationally, even right now, it was at Rio de Janeiro... 200 right, people died, yeah. and then it could be more than that. Stuff like that, it's crazy. Like, the States, nobody, nobody even talks about. They're just like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. That's why, you know, like, we finally got cable. I watched the BBC news. They at least let you know when people are dying in other countries. Yeah. Uh,
1: what's next for the band? Uh, well, you would mentioned Warp Tour. You guys have yeah. this tour.
3: Um, possibly writing an album yeah, After we're doing this. Like, we're in Europe till May 20. 20- 27th and it's only april 10th so we still right. got a while left on this and then uh we're doing another u.s thing that's getting announced shortly and then warp tour and then maybe stuff maybe straight to the album we'll know soon i guess we're figuring all right. that out right now but right we can't afford to have our phones on here so yeah i got gotcha. there's no wi-fi <laughs> at this venue so i don't even know stuff could have been decided and we don't know yet
1: Right, right. Okay. So I'm lucky to have had the interview request come in when it did. Yeah, literally
3: if you hadn't emailed me if they didn't have Wi Fi on that boat in France yesterday I wouldn't have known.
1: I would've shown up and you'd have said what interview? Uh,
3: I would have done it anyway. Literally that happens half the time. I don't even right. people don't tell us anything. They think they emailed us and no one remembered to, but yeah. Like I said, we're not I don't know, I'm not Aussie. I got I got free time. <laughs> I'm hanging out in a garage in Spain just drinking. <laughs> I can come hang out doing
1: Um, Best place to find out about uh, I wrestled the Bear Once, the
3: MySpace? Uh, Yeah, you can just do I That'll bring you to the MySpace and, uh, you know, Facebook. Uh, I don't know what's bigger here at this point. I guess Facebook. That's taken over in the States anyway. Yeah,
1: same deal Um, here. MySpace never really took off here.
3: Yeah, well, it's weird to watch everything just shift over there. Twitter, we right. tweet. I like to tweet when I'm taking a shit or something really <laughs> inconsequential because I don't know if that's big here yet, but that's all it's, everyone it's does. It's catching on, yeah. That's... Like, I just straightened my hair, and now I'm getting ready for the prom. It's like, no one fucking cares. Yeah. I, I don't understand Twitter. I'm old. Apparently.
1: Well, yeah, I, I just uh, <laughs> tweeted before coming, I'm interviewing uh, Steven from I Wrestle the Bear once. Hopefully that wasn't... Uh, well, see, that's
3: something, uh, that's, you're doing something, that's, like, <laughs> literally, there's people, I guess, that we're subscribed to, who, like, every time I get on there to write something, it shows, you know, the recent tweets. Yeah. That was, like, a half-burp thing, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Tasted, like, that salami that they have on the, the train there, that's probably from 1914 they left out for us. There you go. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I literally, every 10 seconds, are so, like, I just did this, now I'm walking here, I just bought a Pepsi, i mean, it's like, Jesus, yeah. fucking. like. So much technology, it's like uh, overload. You know, yeah. you got to step back at some point and live and forget. That's why right. it's kind of nice here. Like I have an iPhone and I'm the one in our band that does most of the stuff. So I'm constantly like getting emails and I push emails every 10 seconds. So right. someone's sending me something. Whereas here, it's like I have nothing. There's no Wi-Fi <laughs> at the venue today. Fuck everyone. I'm hanging out, right? Watching music and drinking. Like I don't know. Gotcha. Liberating.
1: little. You Ain't No Family from I Wrestled a Bear Once. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with not only Steven but with Rasmus. And um, as far as the Steven interview is concerned, I have to thank Kyle Parsons from Metal Army America. I started mentioning before that I wrote up a review on the show. Uh, You can find that review on Metal Army America. If you'd like, you can go to my website as well, MarshallTaxRadio.com Click on the review section and you'll find a link over to Metal Army America where my comments are regarding the show. And if you have a chance to see I Wrestle the Bear once or the Chariot, you will not be disappointed at all. And uh, all I can say is with the Chariot, well actually all I'll say is with I Wrestle the Bear once, Steven did uh, climb up to a beam that was hanging from the ceiling, was hanging upside down. With his, go- with his guitar still uh, strapped on. And um, Wolf from, uh, from the Chariot was all over the place. He hung up from the same beam by his feet, was up in the DJ booth, was on the floor playing, was up on the amps. Uh, their guitar, Stevis, was dancing around all over the place, snot flying out of his nose. I have pictures to prove it. And uh, great show all together. And uh, also got to speak to uh, the Eyes of the Trader. Didn't get to see all of their show because I was uh, interviewing Steven. Or, I'm sorry, we did get to see all of their show. Um Stevens and their lead singer uh, was on the floor there uh, dancing around during their set, moshing it up a bit. And uh, I have to say, after interviewing Steven, I was introduced to the rest of the band, and they're all really uh, great people. So I do want to thank not only Steven for doing the interview, but Eli, their manager, Krista, the singer, uh, Ricky, the bass player, uh, Mikey, the drummer, and John Ganey, the other guitarist. And uh, there are pictures uh, from the show also up on Metal Army America. And if you want to find that, you can either go to Metal Army America or metal Army. Dot com or just go to my uh, website and find out... Uh, just go to the review section, click on it, and you'll go to the reviews of the show. I uh, also want to thank, once again, uh, Rasmus Buberg for coming on the show as well. Thanks to uh, Dan and uh, Mel for hooking that up, or for hooking me up initially with the CD. Dan and Mel from Meteor City. also want to thank... Paco Fernandez, or Paco Fernandez, depending how you want to pronounce it, uh, from Century Media, and again, Kyle Parsons from Metal Army America. I uh, want to remind you guys that you can find all the news regarding Mars Attacks right on marsattacksradio.com. Also, uh, ask that you check out the Talking Metal Wire, which can be found at talkingmetal.com. I'm a frequent contributor on there and also check out once again Metal Army America Uh, also check out my Spanish language podcast which is Fusion Sonica that can be found at FusionSonica.com same deal as Mars Attacks you can listen to it online or download it or that podcast you can actually get off of iTunes as well in any event let me leave you with a little I Wrestle the Bear once This is, well, in the background you'll hear Taste Like Kevin Bacon and uh, you'll hear the balance of the song before the interview or before the episode, tongue-tied today, sorry, before the episode runs out. So, thanks again for listening. See you next time.